In this episode, I'm gonna show you how to know your ideal customer better than your own family does. I've spent the last two years researching and interviewing some of the most successful online entrepreneurs in the world as they built their own expert businesses. Now I'm building an agency to help skilled professionals like you and me do the same. Build a business around our expertise that delivers wealth, impact, and legacy. The real question is this, how can we build six, seven, or even eight-figure expert businesses while still employed, without spending all our money or becoming a stranger to our families? This show is here to give you the answers. Join me on this journey and learn how to start, succeed, and scale your own expert business. My name is Dave Zimbicki. Welcome to the Build Your Expert Business Show. All right, let's get it going. Hi, my name is Dave Zimbicki, founder of the Expert Business Agency. Today, we're gonna to talk about how to know your ideal customer better than their own family does. We're gonna break this down for you into four steps. The first is choosing the niche for your expert business. We talked about it in previous episodes, doing an expertise inventory. In the last episode, we talked about the different types of expert businesses there are. Now we need to merge those two things together. The area of expertise you have where there's high value and high demand by a market, and then starting to dig into what is that market what is the niche that you're going to focus your business on. The second step is doing immersion in that niche and doing a lot of research on the submarket that you're in, the particular niche or topic that you're talking about, and then the customers that are within that. What are they looking for? What are their pain points? What are their struggles? What are their aspirations? All those types of things. There's a pretty deep process of research and immersion that we'll talk about, which is going to help zone you in on that ideal customer. Once you've done that, then the outlines of what that customer looks like from a demographic perspective, from a career perspective, perspective from uh, where they are within their life and in the particular market that you're in, you'll start to have an outline of that. And then we want to go even further. We really want to get down to what is your ideal customer? Many markets have a whole range of different customers, especially just starting out with an expert business. You want to be going after your absolutely ideal customer, the ones you want to work with, the ones that want to work with you, where it's not a struggle to pull them into your realm, into your products and services. You want to go for the ideal customers first, and then later you can potentially broaden out. And then the fourth part is something that you'll do throughout the first three steps, which is as you're doing this immersion, I want you creating what I call a pain point file. So we're going to cover that towards the end of the episode. That's critical to make getting value out of the research that you're going to do. So let's dive right into choosing your niche or choosing your submarket. So when you look at markets, a lot of people teach Russell Brunson and others a three-step process, pick a market. And they say that there's really only three types of markets generally, those that relate to health, those that relate to wealth, and those that relate to to relationships. So health, wealth, and relationships. Almost any topic, any product, any service usually can get pinned back to one of those things. Now, obviously, those are obviously very broad. So the next thing is, well, within one of those markets, let's say you're going to choose the health market. Maybe that's where some of your expertise comes from. Then what are the submarkets within that? So, you know, inside of health, there's all kinds of different things, diet, fitness, exercise, meditation, mindset, you know, all kinds of different things within health overall. So any of those could be a submarket. So within in health, you could be thinking about fitness. And then within fitness, even that is overly broad. So you want to go probably one level deeper, that third level, the market, then the submarket, and then a niche within that. So obviously within the fitness space, it could be a particular type of exercise. It could be CrossFit or it could be yoga or you know different things like that. So at that point, you've gotten down to a submarket or a niche. And then what you need to do is pick your particular flavor of that. Maybe you're going to be the one that is, you know, CrossFit for endurance athletes, you know, something that gets it really narrow. 
you know, another example might be wealth. I mean, obviously the realm that I'm in with the agency is inside of the wealth market. So there it's just people interested in their finances or, you know, growing their finances and things like that. Within wealth, you could have financial planning, you could have taxes, accounting, all kinds of different things. In my particular space, it goes wealth, then expert businesses or online businesses. And then within that, you know, further narrowing it up right now, I focus largely on technology professionals or business professionals as the sub market within the, you know, those bigger elements that we're talking about. Now, the key to figure out what the market is for you is taking the last couple of episodes of this show and some of the work, hopefully that you've done in between and starting to merge all of that stuff together. So two episodes we go, we talked about your expertise inventory, listing out in detail, all the different skills and experiences you have then starting to rate and rank those skills based on how valuable they are and how in demand they are within a particular market. So we used examples like, you know, if you're just a commodity designer that just knows how to crop and make light edits to a photograph, then that's a commodity space, relatively high demand, but low income potential and things like that, just because there's so many people doing that. So low value, but maybe high demand. What we're looking for is high value, high demand. So services and things that you can do or outcomes that you can provide that are in high demand and that also warrant you know high prices that's the sweet spot so hopefully you have a list of those if you didn't you know head back over to episode seven and where we covered that and maybe run through that one that's going to give you this initial list of hey these are some services and markets that i might be able to do then you move into the process that we're talking about here and going down and niching down within that particular market so let's use a technical example so let's say you're a technology professional maybe you have a background in data science which is you know a hot area of, of technology right now and so the idea there is, you know, you're in the wealth market because you're going to actually teach people how to do, you know, particular types of data science techniques that are in demand today. So you're in wealth, you're in business, and then you're in a particular part of that, which is, let's say you're going to go into online education and you're going to create a course or a program teaching others how to get good at, at these particular data science techniques. Once you've decided on your niche, the next thing you do is you need to do what's called immersion. So you need to get deep into the market where your potential customers are. So these are things like figuring out what companies do your potential customers work for. So it could be the big technology companies. It could be the big consulting companies. You know, they're starving right now for people that know anything about AI or data science or some of these hot technology areas. So the idea there is, okay, where can I find my ideal customer? Inside of those large companies, that's one scenario. Others are, you know, asking questions like, well, where do they hang out? Are there particular blogs or conferences or podcasts or YouTube channels or other forms of content or public location where these people that are your target market tend to hang out. What you want to do is all of these ones you identify, you want to join in those groups, those communities, follow those sites, those blogs and podcasts and so forth, so that you can hear the feedback, you can hear what's being talked about during all of this research that you're doing. What are the people looking for in terms of, hey, if only I knew this, I could land that job, or I'm already in the job, but man, if I only knew how to do this technique, I could deliver more results, get the raise, get the promotion and so forth. So there's a lot of different things you want to do while you're doing this research. You really want to listen to what your ideal customers are saying. So you want to find out what are their needs? What are their wants? What are their desires? What are their fears, right? So, you know, maybe their fear is, I just don't know enough about this. I got hired into this data science role, but I really don't know how to do it. Now worried about my job, you know, something along those lines. You also want to start collecting up. Who are they? What are their demographics? What are their occupations called and so forth? What are their challenges and obstacles? One trick that you can do to easily get a lot of good information is if you do find Facebook groups or forums or Reddit channels and stuff like this, where a lot of your target market is hanging out, do a search in there for keywords like struggle, challenge, 
pain, you know, difficulty, okay, you will get back search results of people basically telling you, these are the problems I'm having, okay, which is obviously gold when it comes to a research perspective, and then planning out what your particular expert business products might be. I mean, during this process, you may go into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to do a course, I'm going to teach this particular technique. But you might find out, well, really, my biggest pain point is, you know, communicating the analysis that I have made to my executives who don't understand anything that I'm talking about, you know, so there could be a whole bunch of different things and likely will be a lot of different things, no matter how knowledgeable you are in your market, that you'll find out by doing some of this research. Other ways to ask the questions inside of your research is, what are they moving away from? And what are they moving towards? Okay, so that gets a more moving away from fear or pain and moving towards things that they desire. Okay, so you want to watch out for things that the people are saying in those particular spaces, because that's also going to inform some of your decisions later on. And then one of the things you really want to do is pay strict attention to the way that they phrase their problems and challenges, even to the point of doing you know what we'll talk about in a few minutes, which is creating what I call a pain point file. So as you're reading these things and you get something that's particularly interesting, like a person who writes you know a thousand words on you know why they're having a problem in, in their particular area, you want to capture those things, put them in a file, put them in a OneNote or an Evernote or you know whatever your note taking system is, because later on when you're thinking about your products and solutions, you can maybe address some of those pain points. For sure, when you're thinking about your marketing messages and how you're going to describe the outcomes that you provide, you also want to be able to use their direct words, direct words from real people describing their real problems. So this research and immersion process is really critical to you know the expert business that you're trying to create. Because again, the more you know about your customer, the better. The ideal state that you want to get to is when they read your content or when they read your marketing messages for the products and services that you're going to be creating, you want them saying things like, wow, you're inside my head, or you know me so well, it's exactly what I was thinking. Or obviously the ultimate is the title of this episode, which is, wow, it feels like you know me even more than my own family does. Okay, That's when you've gotten really deep into your market, into your niche. That's when you've really started to identify your ideal customer when they're reacting to you with words like that. So that's what this whole process is all about. The more time you spend here and the deeper you go into this and the better you know your ideal customers and can describe their problems better than they can, the greater your odds for success in creating products and services that are going to be in demand that they're going to be willing to pay for and invest in. So this process can take a couple days. It really is something you want to be doing continuously, though. You always want to be attuned to listening to what your target market is saying by participating in all of the locations where they are, where they're hanging out, where they're interacting online, where they are in person by going to conferences and, and networking events and so on. But always have that kind of mental recorder going in your mind, thinking about, hey, am I hearing a new problem from this person, a new pain point, and just a new way of talking about you know problems that I've already identified. Those are going to be really key to the long-term success of your business. So it's just a habit that you want to get into so that you can start collecting up that information. So we've talked about identifying your niche, and then we did the second step, which is doing the research and immersion with inside of your market, inside of the niche that you're going to focus on. The third step is creating your ideal customer avatar. Now, what that is, is that's typically a one-page basically profile of your ideal customer. Now, a lot of people go so far as saying, I'm gonna identify and create a composite customer, even with a name and an image and so forth, and write out a description of that person, where they are, what their challenges are, what their struggles are, and basically use that for the rest of your business. Like Joe is my ideal customer avatar. 
And if that helps crystallize the concept in your mind, that's perfectly fine. If you want to say, hey, Joe or Jane or whatever name you want to come up with, they're my avatar, that's perfectly fine. The idea, though, is taking a lot of this raw research and information that you might have collected and really making it personal, like turn it into a composite person and say, like in my case, uh, you know, technology is my target market. So, you know, Joe is a 35-year-old technology professional. You know, he's been in the IT space for 15 years. He started off in support and then he moved into design and now he's a, you know, a senior level consultant in his organization. You know, he's married, he's got two kids. He likes his job, but he's not getting a lot of fulfillment out of it. He would like to figure out some way to break free from having to travel all the time because he's on the road all the time as a consultant, wants to be able to spend more time with his family. But, you know, he has a pretty lucrative job. So the idea of walking away from that and starting an online business makes him a little bit nervous. He's not sure, you know, is this real? Can you really make money this way? Can I actually go out and be a consultant or a freelancer or, or create my own products on my own? Do I have the skills and expertise to do that? You know, his fear is he leaves his corporate job, this doesn't pan out, and then now he's lost a good salary and he looks like a failure to his family, right? You want to be able to rattle off your ideal customer avatar as easily as I just did there. That's how much you want to be in their space and, and you want to know them. Now, if it's your story, that tends to be a little bit easier. So if your research and your immersion proves, hey, there's a big market of people out there just like you that you can identify with, great. You know, after a lot of years of back and forth, that's what I have finally kind of converged on is I am going after a market that has largely the same background as myself. And so it's very easy for me to go through the needs, the pain points, the experiences, because they're shared. I've had a lot of those. And that's the type of people I'm trying to, to look for. If your market is different than your background, perfectly fine. But that just means you need to go deeper into that immersion process until you're very comfortable with that. So again, the output is you want to have a one pager that has demographic information, has the pains, challenges and struggles, has the aspirations, captures things like, well, what do they want a day in their life to look like? How is it now? How will it be in the future? Or how do they want it to be in the future? Okay, so you want to show their current state and it, whether they're having you know challenges or struggles or pain or just not fulfilled. And then you also want to look at well, what are they imagining they want their life to be like? Okay, so again, try and get that down to one page. If you go over to the show notes for this episode, I'll throw a couple of templates up there. So if you go to expertbusiness.com/byeb9 for build your expert business byeb9, that's where you're going to find the episode uh, show notes, and I'll have a couple of examples in there that you can download of what an ideal customer avatar worksheet looks like. And the final step is creating what I call your pain point file. So what that is, is like I said, notes, notebook, or um, OneNote, or Evernote, and however you want to capture notes where as you're doing all this research and on an ongoing basis, you want to be copying and pasting verbatim quotes from your potential target market. So again, if you do searches like for what they're struggling with or what their pain points are, or any of those things, you're going to get a lot of information back. I mean, I have a file with hundreds of different quotes from people in the space that I'm targeting with what their challenges are. I mean, a couple of the ones that I just rattled off are key. It's like, I'm on the road all the time. I don't get to see my family. You know, they don't know who I am. I'm tired of sitting in airports for, you know, eight hours a week and stuff like that. There's millions of those types of things once you start doing this research that you want to capture and then start to categorize. And again, the reasoning isn't necessarily like take advantage of those things. It's to actually provide solutions for that. You know, one of the entire reasons I've started the expert business agency is I want to help people that are in that scenario that I described choose a different path, open up a door for them to creating an expert business, creating you know that lifestyle and, and financial independence and so forth that so many people want. So in this research, you're going to probably find problems that you're able to solve. That's one of the big reasons for doing this. And of course, once you have things in their words, then you're able to write the counterpoint to that and say, well, here's how my solution solves this particular struggle or, or challenge. That's, again, the way that you're going to get in their heads and do it in a completely ethical way. I mean, you are trying to solve their biggest problem 
problems that they're going online searching for answers for, and you're going to be able to show up with a solution because you've done that research, you've created the right offering, and you basically are positioning it in the right way with them. So to recap, the way to know your ideal customers better than their own family knows them is to go through four steps. And that's really getting focused and clear on what your target niche is within your market and your submarket. Again, you're going to be somewhere in health, wealth, or relationships. Double click into that and then triple click down to get into a narrow niche that really matches your expertise and where there is high demand and high value services and solutions that you're able to provide. The second step is research and immersion around and inside of your target market and looking for your ideal customer. The third step was then taking that information and creating a one page ideal customer avatar to put a name, put a face, put a composite profile together of the exact type of person that you're going to be looking for to buy your products and services. And then the fourth step was creating that pain point file. While you're doing all of that research, start building up a notebook, a database that has all of those pain points, struggles, and challenges that you're seeing in that market, which is going to both inform your products and solutions, as well as you know the marketing and the messaging that you're going to utilize once you're ready to go to market with the, the solutions that you're going to create inside of your expert business. So I hope you got some value out of that. We go into a lot more detail on this inside of my program. So like inside the expert business blueprint, and obviously, you know, if somebody comes into the agency model, we spend, you know, an entire week on this particular part of the process. So there is a lot more to it. This was just a taste of what you need to do there. It'll get you started. It'll get you thinking about these things. And then if you move forward, there's only dividends to be gained by doing more and more of this research and getting deeper and deeper into your target market. So thanks for joining today. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Build Your Expert Business Show. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. The key to building your own expert business is following a proven blueprint. After two years, $50,000 of research, and working with over 20 successful expert business owners, I've created what I believe to be the most valuable resource that I possibly could for you. The exact blueprint for how to build your own expert business. To learn more, head over to expertbusinessblueprint.com. Hey, did you know that there's a private Facebook group for this podcast? Inside the group, I've also unlocked one of our most important programs all about how to build and scale your expert business. Whether it's online courses, memberships, coaching, masterminds, or anything in between, the Build Your Expert Business podcast and Facebook group are all about helping you accelerate your results. I'd like to personally invite you to join us in the group. Just head over to expertbusiness.com slash FB group. Thanks, and I'll see you on the inside.